welcome back to Quicklink Podcast, fresh from, and I need to get this right, La Tropical Amissa Bongo. That, it's that is correct. one and only Tom, Tom Portsmouth, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, how are you doing, Gray? That's, that is correct. Um, probably the most exotic name on the uh, UCI calendar, let's put it that way. Uh, and in yeah. quite an exotic place. Very. Uh, I think, yeah, it's as far down as you can get onto the equator. It's the furthest I've been and it's the most exotic place that I've ever been in my life. So, yeah, you can say that. Well, that's the reason you're here. Go on, yeah. far away. Tell us all about it. <laughs> well, oh, uh, now you put me on the spot. Um, well, I've, I, I've been writing a piece on it and taking notes throughout the whole trip because it was like I say, the most exotic place that, that I've been. Um, yep. And I just wanted to make sure I captured every little bit of it and made sure I remembered it for a, at least a few years, if not more. I hope more, but um, you know how the memory works. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was... It was, it's, it, it was kind of a mixed experience because the racing was full, but not so hard or not so hectic and the stages were quite short but the the transfers and the heat and the culture and um the fact that you had to watch what food you ate just so you you lowered the risk of getting sick and stuff like this so it was a real mixed bag throughout the whole week um but again lots of learning experiences with with the entire pro team and me just watching with googly eyes what the guys did really because within the team it was some of the most experienced guys and some really strong guys as well that were taken to this race so yeah I just sat there was quiet and just watched and absorbed basically um yeah that's that's how the week sort of went and uh yeah we had some good times during the whole thing as well yeah it seemed to improve for you as a team Obviously, uh, talk us through the team because uh, obviously we've not checked in with you for quite a while. You're... Yeah, so it's been Go Wallani Brussels, um, which is a Belgian team sponsored by the Federation and Bingo Betting Company. And uh, yeah, um, the team is split into two. So they've got a Devo team, which is largely made up of under 23 riders. This year, though, we have two older riders that. Uh, have been given the opportunity to develop a bit more uh, because of the whole COVID pandemic. They they felt like they needed some more development time. In fact, yep. one of them has just ridden GP Marciers. And with that, it's basically one team is how to explain it and describe it. It certainly feels like that. Um, so the Devo team has a lot of opportunities to ride, train, and experience a lot of the pros um, within their adult uh, full uh outfit really yeah and with that i was given the opportunity to ride up with the pros for this 2.1 uci race which was my first race at that level a dot one race um just because i had quite a decent training camp uh and winter so yeah i was fortunate to be given that opportunity with those guys um in terms of the team that went we had alex we're in yeah. Uh, Alex Salby, uh, Carl Patrick Look, um, Leonard Turgles, and 
Alexis Guerin? Alexis Guerin, I said. Uh, Louis Blue? Yeah, Louis Blue as well. Yeah, who got our first podium on the first day. Uh, yeah, so that those were the five guys. All like I said, very experienced riders, very strong riders, um, with a lot of history behind them. Uh, for example, Alexis Guerin used to be on the same sort of development pathway that Alaphilippe was back in the day. Like he's that same age group as Alaphilippe. So, uh, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, lots of experience there um, to watch and and take on board. So, talk us through day by day, because obviously you said on on the stage one, you got you got Louis on the on the podium. Yeah, I got Louis on the podium. Uh, Jeffrey Soup on the first day. Uh, uh, I think, yeah, one of his first victories in a very long time. But my God, that man is lean. Um, yeah, I, I, I was told we we took it on from the front. So for after about forty k's, I was told into the radio. My first time using the radios to uh, go and ride the front. And for the first fifteen k, I was probably riding too hard. And then uh, Carl came on the radio and said, "Look, chill out. You're gonna try and ride between like three hundred and three 40 watts or something and just keep this pace and hold it a minute the gap uh, once it comes down to that um so for a large part of the stage it was just me on the front with the team behind us so we were taking it right on which arguably we shouldn't have done but we did and we set up a mark on the very first race of our team season yeah and as we went along Leonard helped me a little bit and uh, Louis helped me a little bit into the final circuits because after that point I'd been on the front for over two hours um, okay. <laughs> it, of a three and a half hours stage or something like that uh, yeah the winner's so, yeah. time is almost exactly three hours yeah, yeah there you go so uh, for two hours of that day I was on the front and peeled off just before the last steep climb because yeah I had nothing left there and I tried to position my guys in the team but timed it a tad early um a few mistakes there but uh, yeah they then they just got on with it and like you said we kind of built throughout the week so it was a bit more chaotic in the first few days in terms of who rode where and how and how we how we communicated expected in the first race of the season with a lot of new guys um but again we got our first podium on the very first day and got louis uh, louis into the white jersey so that was a very good start and that continued on to the second day where we got Alex into, I believe it's third place on kind of a punchy finish. Um, again, just slightly overcooked it, slightly a bit too early. Very chaotic finish onto a downhill run. Um, for that kind of finish, we were a little bit boxed in. So with about a K and a half to go, I was like, mm, I'm a bit out of position here, but at least I can try and string it out and open the doors up for the boys. Yeah, um, yeah, and then Carl led Alex through to the final, and Alex got third again on a very punchy finish. And then Wednesday, uh, I'm gonna have to get Strava up here. Bear with me, <laughs> uh, just to rejog the memories because uh, yeah, lots went up, lots a uh, lot went on in the in the week. Um, like I said, just the heat and traveling and different hotels and making sure he didn't get bitten by the freaking mosquitoes. Oh, um, God, right, okay. Because, yeah, we had to reduce our risk of yellow fever and malaria throughout the whole week. So we had malaria tablets throughout the week and a yellow fever vaccine to even get into the country. Right, um, right, okay. 
yeah, so uh, that was basically one of the big goals. So setting up bed nets and stuff like that throughout yeah. the th- throughout the week, whenever the hotels kind of degraded a little bit in quality. Um, yeah, so then stage three, another kind of short one um, with a very punchy start really we had about five to six minutes of effort straight out the gun at 5k with like a 15 to 20 cent 20 percent maximum gradient oh wow okay um yeah uh so oh yeah i'm very... just looking to climb now yeah like five yeah. in straight uphill yeah. yeah straight uphill so we had alexi and lennart go for that and lennart that's when he got into the uh, mountain jersey for the rest of the week pretty much and kept it there um what was strange about this day was our guys went in the break, so we sat in most of the day just to let the other guys chase. But a lot of the African teams seemed to uh, not prefer a consistent pace on the front. So we were sitting about 20 riders deep, but the train and the string of riders just kept yo-yoing on and off. So you every 30 seconds you were doing a 500, you know, 600 watt, kick just to get back into the wheels and slipstreams and it just kept going yo-yoing on and off all the way to the finish pretty much um yeah so that that was a very bizarre thing and it was like jesus why are they pushing so hard like just chill out and keep a calm pace but um yeah that's part of the racing that we get to do really uh and then yeah so (laughs) this final was on stage three a very technical one and they kind of changed it from the road book um every corner had a sheet of sand and dirt and dust on it and nearly everyone overcooked the first one and we just all came together like dominoes and everyone was elbowing everyone else to as a chain effect on every person that missed the apex um thankfully everyone missed the deep drains on the outside uh and this continued for the next two or three corners um with a lot, with basically a sand pit on the next uh, apex, which I hit again, uh, going back down to twentieth, and then having to come back to the front. And then the final corner, we were in a line. Alexi, myself, were in first and second with about a k, a k and a half to go. And Alexi and I did the final big pulls until about five hundred meters to go. Unfortunately, the sprinter for that day was Carl, and he got a bit detached into that final. Um, oh, right. So Alex was le- initially leading out for Carl, but didn't realize he was going for the win. Actually finished second on the day, um, which was impressive. And we knew from that point that once he believed he was going for the win, he would get the win. Because, yeah. as I said, he, he kicked with 250 meters to go into a headwind. And Jason Tesson came round him for the win for Total's third win in three days. Um, disappointing for us, but as as I said, very technical final. So to get second uh, from the initial plan was very, very good and inspiring for us, I would say. Uh, yeah, and now in two jerseys. It, yes, exactly. So we, uh, yes. I don't know. Louis and the Eritrean rider for Bardiani was going backwards and forwards because obviously they were all on the same time so it's actually based on the position within the peloton oh yes okay changed changed it every day so the white jersey we had for a few days but not all the days uh so we we kept losing and mixing and matching that one so uh 
yeah, I can't tell you which days we had it and which days we wouldn't. We just had it for two or two or three of the seven days. Um, but after stage three, Leonard kept the mountain jersey and was very much a favourite of the uh, photographer uh, employed by by the race. Um, and then kind of stage four was the longest day. Very bizarrely, they just decided to put a 200k stage with every other day being 100k. Yeah. Very much a transition stage. Uh, yeah, so again, super attacking off the start, but just keeping calm. And I think with about 130Ks uh, into the day, um, the team again said to ride for me to ride on the front. Yeah. And uh, yeah, um, after about 20 minutes, we had a sprint point. So I was riding on the front for about 20 minutes and then still on the front with 1K to go to the sprint. Uh, I decided to kick it up because we were trying to get Louis into the white jersey with a few bonus seconds. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or keep away the seconds from someone like Super, uh, for example. And from 1K, I was on the front and I managed to somehow get third in that sprint uh, uh, for that bonus seconds. And the team came on the radio and we kind of joked around because he said, the Toto, the team... Uh, DS Christoph Detiu uh, um, said, "Please, who who was that that got third in the sprint?" And I was like, still riding on the front, saying, "Yeah, that was me." <laughs> um, after all the attacks went, uh, so that that was quite a nice confidence boost for myself. Yeah, yeah. Also helping out the team with in keeping Super at bay a little bit. Um, then there was just rolling attacks all the way through. Somehow a breakaway got away in that despite riding at like 40k 48k's an hour all the way to the finish um yeah and they they had about 20 seconds at the end and for me again just riding on the front doing a lot of turns and coming into the final kind of 10k's i started pulling harder and that was really a trait it was really a training block for me to really experienced riding on the front doing lead outs positioning well and all of that stuff and really getting into the tactical side of it again yeah. um so that's personally what my race was and for the team we knew we should be able to get at least a couple of stage wins and as we already done three podiums um so yeah that it was going in the right direction we still had a lot of belief that we could get some wins Stage five, uh, after that, um, punchy finish, and the, the, the stage that the Algerian won was uh, another technical finish going into the final. Um, about five Ks to go, I, there, there was a lot of potholes and a lot of crashes and a lot of people just losing their bars and stuff, and handlebars, not food bars. And... Right the guy to the left of me hit a massive pothole and in slow motion just tumbled. And I was like praying that his bike fell the other way, but it started falling towards me. And I don't know how, but it, it, it just, it, the front wheel hit my leg, but cause I was moving around it. I was yeah. quite thankful to stay upright. Uh, and again, there was another speed bump. Someone lost their pedal, which affected Alex's final kind of kick. And oh, right, okay. as a result, I'd, come by but with too much speed and because alex had just used his sprint he couldn't get on the wheel to be placed into fourth or fifth position going into the final round about 300 meters to go so 
yeah, uh, oh, we all have a roundabout with 300 meters to go, don't we? Oh, yeah, beautiful. And you know, massive pothole coming onto the outside going for the apex. So, you know, the best, the best finish you could have asked for, really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you got second on the day. Bis- disappointed again, but we're working better as a team, timing it better, working together, better, communicating better. Um, so for us, that was that was really important. Uh, which which led on led us on to stage six and seven really where we had our two best days. Um, yeah. Stage six was a Kermes day, one I was really excited for, but we had uh, about forty five minute plane journey in basically a sauna. Um, like you stepped onto the plane and you came off the plane afterwards and you were fresh at thirty degrees. Oh. Like you you felt like a little breeze on your skin and started to shiver while getting off the plane. Like that's how you know sweaty and a hot box it was um so for me i felt a little bit blocked before that stage which was a bit disappointing because as i said i love those sort of circuit commerce sort of races but for us as a team we still have a very good job because alexi and carl in the very very fir- very first attack of the day of 127 k's went and got two minutes within the first lap okay, and okay. essentially just stayed there for the whole race that was that um and then oh, yes, carl yeah. won that and then carl won that sprint so essentially Ale- alexi and carl did that and then we just sat behind and make sure nothing really was functional but they did that themselves to be honest so that was a great effort from those two but uh very much a win for for carl and alexi but us as a team as well because it showed that we could win the stages here um and then the final day was a weird one where we started right on the, the tip of Libreville and Gabon, rode down to the U-turn and then rode to the start-finish circuit, which was an oval shape where we went round a roundabout and then went round another roundabout and just did basically a makeshift velodrome in the centre of Libreville. Right. Uh, and we just sat in the wheels again because Leonard managed to get himself in the breakaway for the KOM jersey and sealed yep. that with with those two climbs on, on the finishing loop. And I've got a photo of it, actually, but what was beautiful about the circuit and where the sprint was, was we could see Leonard super clearly. And once we knew it was a sprint lap, we all put our thumbs up and asked, did he get it? And he put th- his, his thumbs up on the other side. Oh, that's fantastic, yeah did that again when he won the jersey and everyone you know did the same thumbs up or you know other you know symbols and stuff with the hands and saying yeah. congrats and stuff like that so that was a really nice um confidence boost and experience to be able to do that directly after the sprint and congratulate him there because that yeah. was his effort he was the strongest in that breakaway um and then we were into the final really and we were in a train going for Alex. He was feeling really good. Uh, to be honest, that was the best day I was feeling as well. And after a few caffeine gels from SupQ, which are actually really, really nice cola um, tasting uh, oh, gels. Oh, that's nice. I can't stand the fruity ones. No, it's not fruity, really? but like a, a Coca-Cola caffeine yeah. gel with like 100 milligrams of caffeine within yeah. it. Oh, so you, good. You, you're really balling at the end and i had two of them um so 
we did the best cohesive lead out that the team had done all week. We positioned ourselves well out of the wind because it was a crosswind finish going down the opposite way to the finish line, like it's parallel to the finish line. Um, so it's a cross tailwind finish, but a cross headwind on the downhill. And we positioned yep. ourselves on the left of Total and just sat there, basically just making sure no one swamped us or took us out. And Alexi and me were the first in the train. And we basically did 5K down to 600 meters. Alexi finished with about 3K to go, 4K to go. And then it was me with, I assume, my team on my wheel, uh, <laughs> just sitting out the wind, letting Total absolutely monster themselves. Because the day before, they did some absolutely outrageous stuff. Right. Uh, doing <laughs> just a train. Like, you're doing 500 watts in the wheel for... <laughs> just keeping up with them doing a train on the front. I don't know how they did it, but they did it, chasing us down. Um, but into that final, they started to labor a little bit with two Ks to go. So I let them sit there for another 200 meters and then decided to really hit it with about 700, 800 meters to go to the corner, the yep. other U-bend you, you roundabout, and stuck it in the gutter because, as I said, it was a cross headwind. Um, so if I stuck it on the left, no one come, could come around on my right, especially if I'm doing, you know, big watts. Yeah. Um, and just continue that to the U-bend, really. Uh, hoping my guys were, again, still in a good position because, uh, yeah, I had no reason to think otherwise. No one had swamped us. You know, nothing else had really happened behind. Yeah. Um, and then swinging around, uh, I did a sprint out of there because you really killed the speed because, you know, some of that lying dust that's always around in Gabon um, and launched it again for another 400 meters after that roundabout point and yeah, swung off with 600 meters so I did about a 1 point yeah 1.2, 1.3 kilometer lead out into the final um, and swung off, saw Alex was in a good position initially I was like, whoa, he's a little bit far back but then knowing his sprinting head, because I shared his with him in, in a room for two weeks in the training camp and then Gabon as well. Oh, okay. So yeah. it, it was kind of, I knew he could do it, but it was, he was out of position, but he still pulled it off. And I was very glad that he did pull it off because um, he shaved his mustache in the morning. So now he's never wearing a mustache ever again. Um, yeah. So we got two wins back to back showing and we were, you know, a very strong team there and match total in the end pretty much and yeah got second in team classification uh yeah, yeah level on time yeah exactly uh a few guys in the top 20 top 10 of gc uh martin's classification and yeah just was such like i got no results that week but i had such a good time riding for these you know experienced confidence people that i could shadow and learn from and that's all it was really because my targets are the under 23 races and they give me these opportunities to learn the pro life so yeah for me i was very grateful from bingo to be given the opportunity to experience a 2.1 this early in the year yeah yeah um for, personally i love racing i i don't care what time of year it is i just want to race um that really gives me a sense of happiness and contentment to then complete my training as well. So 
for me, I really enjoyed this experience, even if it wasn't in Gabon. Uh, but thankfully it was because genuinely it is an experience for a lifetime. Of course, yeah. And as I said, it was it was a mixed bag of a race. It's really, really punchy. So you get good form from it and good confidence in your sprinting ability and ability to really race for 100, 130 Ks in a stage. Maybe you don't have the fatigue resistance that you would later in a season, but the goal is just to get punchiness in the legs before you know the classic season or stuff like this. Yeah. But then again, on the large part, it was a very, very safe race, very respectful race. So there wasn't a lot of the big final stress that like you saw in Saudi uh the Saudi Arabian tour the other day on stage one where there were some you know big crashes and still have been some big crashes in the first three days so personally I think it's one of the best places to start a year it's very relaxed it's very positive for the mind to be experiencing another way of life but also racing your bike in a really hard aggressive way for the entire stage so yeah, I want to go back there. Uh, yeah, oh, brilliant! Well, that's like you had a great, great, great week, mate. Um, yeah. Talking of talking of confidence, where are you headed next? I'm waiting on my calendar until about May, but on like I said, on the large part of that, because I'm in my final year under 23, um, with the team uh, being on the Devo team, the large focus is those under 23 races. Yeah, um, or things like the so, critique, that kind of stuff. Yeah, unfortunately, that's now one days from what I've seen. Oh, is it? Um, oh, that's a shame. Yeah, absolutely gutted because I really think that could have been a beautiful race for me and the team. Um, the the first race on the under twenty three calendar for the team is the final weekend in February, which is Brussels Opwick, which is a U twenty three road series with Dutch and Netherlands teams. Oh, uh, okay, right. Yeah, Belgian and Dutch teams. And or Gentstaden in Belgium, which is an interclub. So one of the two there is probably where I'm going next after a, another short training camp with the Devo team. So shifting the mind now from being the learnee to the more of a leadership role, given I'm the oldest, uh, quote unquote, under 23 rider on the team. So, yeah, that's where the mind is shifting for the moment and uh, really looking forward to the next six months of U23 racing because uh, some really beautiful races lined up on the calendar with the team. And uh, yeah, it's a really, really cool outfit and which you can see why the, the fact we've got probably one of the brightest, boldest jerseys in the peloton, which is oh, really... Oh, I think it's fantastic, yeah. It, 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 you know, when you, it's when you showed it to me the jersey. first time, I was a bit sniffy. It, yeah. Like, oh, it just looks like Cam's Basso the other way around. But having seen yes. it in, in the flesh now, I'm like, yeah, it's bloody brilliant. Yes, exactly. Yeah, you see it on the TV just so clearly, and it's like, yep, that's us. Um, But like I said at the start, watching the races and being so integrated within the the pro team setup as a Devo rider, it's really quite inspiring seeing those guys that you've trained with for for me personally now 18 days of the last two months. Um, So that's a really exciting and cool thing to be watching these guys race and watch and follow along because they're all top people and you know you're you're comparing with them with you for uh the training sessions so uh i think it's a really positive way of doing it and 
yeah, it's uh, really they've really stepped up as a team, in in my opinion, from the last few years. So I think we're we're looking for a, a good year ahead, and we started that one in a good way with five podiums and and two wins in the first race. So really, uh, yeah, start as you mean to go on, man. Exactly, man. Exactly. Yeah. Now to do that in the U twenty three Devo team. Yes. <laughs> yes. So how would you compare a week in Gabon near the equator in like 35 degree heat to mm. sitting in the back of my car, freezing your tits off after Chitin? I mean, it can't, can't compare, can it? No, I, um, no. Uh, just the, the thing that caught, uh, really caught my attention in Gabon was how lined up, because obviously like way back, the ancestors grew up like that's how we developed the human race within that part of the world, right? Uh, yeah. So to go there really felt aligned with every biological need that I I have as a human being, in terms of sleep, in terms of you know, just physically working as a, as a organism. Really, interesting. It it, it was really clear to see, you know, the, the 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 fact that the sun set and sunrise was basically fixed every day on a 12-hour cycle you yeah. i slept as early as i've ever been and longer than i've ever done and yeah it just felt so natural to be there like a real like mind and body cleanse kind of thing exactly and all the people and the culture and the music like it's the first time we had a a, a very small party like it wasn't a party but it was like a dinner with dancing there and because the music is so rhythmic and anything completely unlike anything you'd see in a British club or, you know, bar, whatever, yeah. it's so rhythmical that you just can't help but move your body, especially with the quality of moving dancers that you have there. Yeah, um, yeah. So in, outside the bike, it, it's just a cultural masterpiece of, of human beings, in my opinion. Um, oh, right, right. So that, that's why let alone the racing is such a reason to go back there um yeah well you've got a jersey to defend the next year so fingers crossed <laughs> yeah well i won't be going for the mountains jersey if i do go back there next year. wow you're part uh, of the team all the same isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly well <laughs> yeah who knows who knows next year man but for sure i do want to go back there yeah oh lovely yeah, it sounds. It looks. It looks and sounds a lovely part of the world. Really, really was. Yeah, and I've got. I'm planning on doing a blog, or some sort of diary entry. I don't know what to call it, but it's going to oh, be okay. a long yeah. piece form of content that I took notes throughout the week and just thoughts. So, uh, I tend to retweet you as often as I see. Yeah, you. yeah. I appreciate well, that, man. Yeah, that's all right. Well, mate, I'll let you go. It was lovely to speak to you again. Um, yeah, you too. Like man. I said it has been a while. Um, yeah, I need to give this room back in about two minutes' time. So, Tom, thanks for Damn. coming on. I'll point everyone in your direction in our show notes. And you take it easy, man. All the best to you. Thank you very much, Greg. Cheers. All right. See you, Tom. Bye now. Ciao, ciao.